Praise God. Well, it's good to be with you folks. How many love the Lord tonight? In the book of Revelation, it said you're made an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Someone said, what's your testimony? It's your money after the test. <laughs> Bible said the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy. As a little boy, I was in a tragic accident run by a car. But I've got to give you some background of where I come from. My daddy was a country preacher, and uh, he had, we had 13 children. He going to fill that church up one way or another. <laughs> and so there was uh, four of us boys slept in one bed. And when one turned over, we all turned over. <laughs> the smartest thing we ever did was put the bedwetter on the outside. <laughs> or else we was baptized before morning. But anyhow. And so I grew up in and around church, and we were kind of Pentecostal. I remember seeing all these women having these big buns. I always thought big bun, no fun. But... Uh, I, I, I kissed my first girl behind the pulpit when I was seven years old. And I've loved the pulpit ministry ever since. <laughs> but it was another time, it was 1961, it's a rural, America, a rural Oklahoma. We're a very poor country, uh, county. And uh, it's amazing how uh, things have changed. I, I didn't even hardly wear shoes until I was three years uh, uh, going to school. Uh, from the time I was three years old to six years old, uh, it's kind of warm in Oklahoma, so I didn't know how to wear shoes. The soles of my feet were so thick, I could kick rocks at night and see sparks. You talk about country. I was country before country was cool. <laughs> but what I want to get to tonight is something very serious. You only have one shot at this life, just one shot. It's your journey. You ever been to a cemetery and see the day they're born and the day they die? Well, this is your dash in the middle. <laughs> what you do with it is up to you. As a boy of eight years old, December the 16th, 1961, uh, before Christmas time, uh, me and my brother, we went to our neighbor's orchard. Now, y'all call them pecans. We call them pecans. To pick up pecans or pecans for a pecan pie for Christmas. Uh, coming back, the neighbor's son gave us a lift, and, and, and the highway divided our farm, and so uh, the neighbor lady gave me a chicken. And so I'm all excited about, you know, this chicken in the morning. The neighbor boy, let's sit out on the side of the road there, and, and I go to, around the back of the car to go to the house. Well, there's a man driving, an elderly man. He's 70 years old. He's married to an 18-year-old girl. He's 70. She's 18. They came from Cincinnati, Ohio, headed to Mexico City, and I believe he's in a hurry because he's afraid he passed away before he got to the honeymoon part. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow, he's driving about 70 miles an hour. He, it, he hits me, never hit his brakes, dragged us 110 feet. Broke my arm, broke my leg, muffler sitting on my face. In a tragedy like this, you got to understand something. God has power, but he has no authority. He can't save a person until that person yields to him. And so we didn't know, and, and for years they kept saying, 
you better watch them kids. Some of them go down on the highway and get run over. But watch them kids. You must be careful what you say. Your tongue has the power of life and death. And so the Bible said, don't catch your pearl before the swine. He'll rear up and render you. He'll use your own words against you. Somebody said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fat and tired and old and bald and lonely. Well, you might be. But how are you going to change that? You change it with your mouth. So the car is there. They could, I'm underneath the car. Uh, Pastor Byers stopped to try to help. There's a nurse from Dallas, Texas. And me and I actually grabbed the car and turned it on its side. They pulled me out. The nurse took my pulse, looked at my mother's face, said, I'm sorry. Your boy's dead. At a time like that, it makes you know what you're made out of. You step out of the known realm and pull on the strength of God on the inside of you. And so she began to pray, and, and they didn't know what to do, and so they took me to a local hospital, a Toka hospital. They called the doctors in. They come running in there. I'm a local boy. They all knew me. All the nurses are crying. All the doctors are crying. It was wintertime. I had on a big old coat and two or three pairs of pants and all. They began to kind of clean me up, you know. Dr. Hayes told him, said, Miss Peggy, I'm sorry, but the boy's dead. Later on in life, I'm preaching a revival in Colgate, Oklahoma. After I got through preaching, a lady walked up and said, are, are you the boy that got run over? I said, yes, man, I, I'm him. She said, well, I was the nurse that was on duty that night. I said, well, you tell me your side, and I'll tell you my side. When I got run over, two angels picked me up. I could see the car. I could see my body lying there. When they put the body in the ambulance, we traveled with the body. I call it TWA, traveling with angels. Y'all don't get out much, do y'all? <laughs> so my body's at a Toka hospital. We come right down through the roof. I looked in there, and, I, and, I, and the nurse told me, she said, now my side of the story is, we was all crying the doctors went to call the morgue to come pick you up. That's called DRT, dead right there. <laughs> she said, but she said, I was cleaning you up and you began to snub. <laughs> and she said, I screamed. She said, when I screamed, the doctors came running back in. And she said, a, a white cloud filled the room. And the doctors didn't know what to do. So they went to my parents and said, what do you want us to do? He wants to send to Oklahoma City? They said, what do you need to do? They put me in the ambulance. Two and a half hours later, the body's in Oklahoma City. No breathing, no heartbeat. They called in seven specialists. They come in. They all said, I'm sorry, he's dead. Angels brought me right down through the roof, 305 Wesley Hospital, Oklahoma City. I saw my mother in the lounge area there kneel down at a couch praying. But she wasn't, she wasn't praying regular. She was praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in their, them other tongues. Someone said, I don't believe in them other tongues. Well, we ought to tear it out of the Bible. <laughs> Just because you don't believe in something, don't make it go away. We won't believe in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. We don't believe in that, don't believe in that, don't believe in that. Well, don't worry about it, it will never bother you. 
and she's over there praying in tongues. I looked over there at 305, and my body's laying in there. They said to my mom, said, what, do you want us, what do you want us to do with the boy? I mean, usually a dead person, you send him to the morgue. And she said, listen, listen, under duress, under pressure, you better watch what you say. She said, put him in a room just like he'll live. So they put me in there, you know, and, and they said, Miss Begley, can we give you a shot? She said, I done had a shot. I got ran over about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Now it's 2 o'clock in the morning. The main doctor, Dr. Herbert Anderson. See, when you call doctors' names, you're telling the truth. Dr. Herbert Anderson wanted to check on the body before he signed the papers to see it downstairs. So he came in that room there, and guess what? I was awake, laying there. My name is Ronald Dale. I don't know what my parents were thinking, Ronald Dale. He said, Ronnie, is that you? And I said, yeah, who's you expecting? <laughs> now he screams and shoots out and runs down the hall. Saying, my God, that woman ain't crazy. She's not crazy. <laughs> Just before I came back to life, the angels brought me through the ceiling. I see my body standing, laying on the bed. Me and my wife recently saw a movie called Heaven's Miracles. Tremendous movie. A young girl in Texas had an incurable stomach disease, just a young girl. And in this movie, true story, she was climbing in between intervals at the hospital, came home for a few days, climbing this tree and fell on this tree and got healed. But she said something only somebody that's been there knows. She said in heaven, you don't have to talk. That sealed it for me. Because I've been there. In between Atoka Hospital and Oklahoma City Hospital, we took a side journey. We ascended, ascended, up, 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 up. Over to my left, seemed like just a, oh, maybe 25 miles or so, was a bright city. Lights gleaming, so bright it looked like sun shining on snow. Hard to look at, glisten. The glory of God is a brilliant materiality. Over to my right, I saw another place I didn't care for. The best descriptor of it was it looked like dark, billowing clouds of tar. I knew I didn't want to go over there. I'm going to stick with the, with the angel boys. And so we took it through this gulf. Understand something. Everybody here will live forever. Everybody. It's your decision where. I've made reservation at the Heavenly Hilton. <laughs> now, I was in school before the accident, barely a C student. Barely. Died, went to heaven. I didn't see Jesus in heaven. Jesus came to the hospital. And as the two angels ushered me to get back in my body, I didn't want to. I was doing fine. <laughs> but I knew not to argue with them. So I, I, I didn't walk. I just kind of scooted. The real you 
is your human spirit. This body is just your clothes while you're here. If I pull this jacket off and drop it, it'd fall to the floor. Your body is your clothing of your spirit. Your human spirit, actually your body looks like your spirit. Your spirit has eyes, has ears. It looks just like you. When you're dead, dead, dead's not all that bad. It just has a sting to it. (laughs) That's all. It's the last enemy. Just a sting. It's over. Your human spirit. I came back. I was an A student. I tell people, dying and and bumping into Jesus make you smart. (laughs) The moment I went back to get in my body, I laid back too. Like you slipped your foot into a boot. My spirit went back in my body. Then I was aware of the burns, the broken. I was doing pretty good before. But now I'm awakened in my body, and I look over there, and standing in the door was Jesus. Never said a word. He didn't have to. This is what I got. I spared your life to carry the gospel. I've been raised in church all my life. So I knew. I knew about all this. But folks, listen to me. You have never heard music. Never. Never. What you hear on this planet is all racket. Except for this guy. <laughs> we don't know harmony in music like there is in heaven. The water is so clear, it looks like it's frozen. Trees clap their hands. It's amazing. You are so dulled down by this inner propensity of spiritual death you got from Grandma Eve. I had some ladies one time said, where would you men be without us women? I said, we'd be in the garden. (laughs) Before the fall, they didn't have to talk. Education began the day man fell. Before the fall, everything was discerned. After the fall, now everything is learned. Now it has to come through the senses. You are so enamored and dulled down by this dead, decaying body that you have to wear. As you get older, you appreciate things like teeth and hair and such. (laughs) And so... They told my parents he'd never walk again. He, he'll never be normal. 12 hours without oxygen. 12 hours, no heartbeat. They said I wouldn't be normal. And most of my relatives think they got that one right. <laughs> said I'd never walk again. In the process of time from eight years old till I was 18 years old, had 54 operations. Had to learn to walk again. And I became the fastest runner in high school. I said, doctors, you deserve a Chinese cheer. Fooey, fooey, fooey. <laughs> Tell me, I ain't going to walk again. 
God be for us. Who can be against us? There is an inward power in your spirit that supersedes anything humanly possible. The DNA of Almighty God rests inside of us if we just learn to draw it out. I like to shock some of y'all. Some of y'all could use some shock therapy. (laughs) Your brain, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your brain produces more electric impulse in a day than all the cell phones on the planet. You use less than one what, 10% of your brain? <laughs> I know some folks don't use that much, but anyway. <laughs> and so we start off going back and forth, you know, when mama's got to come and first three months we're in the hospital and, you know, when it takes away from the family and, and dad's got a, a, you know, kind of 13 humans, 13. And so it's kind of a struggle and financial and so forth. And so after a while, listen to me, the new wears off. First two or three months, I had boxes of toys in the hospital room. But when I'm eight, now I'm nine, now I'm 10, now I'm 11, now I'm 12, it comes to where now I got to get on a bus and go to Oklahoma City, get a cab from the bus station, go over to the hospital, check in, have an operation, Spend 14 days, get out of the hospital, get a taxi, go back to the bus station and go home alone 12 years old it could have caused me to be an uh, inward introvert but I learned something I learned to carry my Bible they even let me take my Bible up to the to the offer to the emergency uh, the operation room the nurse said how come you carry your Bible I said you kidding me are you kidding me when I carry a Bible I'm going to go on the fourth floor. They're going to put me to sleep and cut on me while I'm asleep. I need my Bible. Thank God for doctors. But when you go to their office, look on the wall. You know what it says? Practicing medicine. <laughs> Guess who they're practicing on? They'll tell you. Go home try this. We don't know if it'll work. but try it. It's just like the commercials. Take the purple pill. You won't have no stomach cramps. You might get pregnant, grow facial hair, (laughs) and have a stroke, but you won't have no cramps. (laughs) And so now I go back, I go to school. You know, you you can either nurse the challenges you have and have a pity party and feel sorry for yourself and get you a handicap sticker. Or you can say, no, sir. No, sir. Genesis 50, 20 said, what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it for good. God didn't do the accident. But, brother, I want to tell you one thing. I ain't afraid of anybody except my wife, and she ain't here. (laughs) (laughs) You learn to draw strength from your spirit, man. That's the part of you, the Bible said in the book of Proverbs, that your spirit will bear the infirmities of your flesh. That's your generator. Everybody here has one. You've heard his voice. It's called the voice of your conscience. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Try to hold it down. 
And so in the process of time, I get to be 18 years old, and my, my daddy passed away when I was 16 years old. I get mad at God. A lot of you get mad at God, they just don't put a voice to it. My daddy, before the accident, was fasting and praying. He had an RV on the hill from the house. Now, here's where I'm going to lose some of you. But I don't care. I got gas money. <laughs> My dad was a Pentecostal preacher. And he had the gift of miracles, gift of faith. And, and he was fasting, and an angel would come and smite him on the leg and wake him up and take him to the top of the hill. And then ascend. Later on, we found out that God told him that same angel that took you up night after night and will go with your son. So they had something to tie into to believe. If the angel's going with me, then, 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 then I wouldn't stay dead. You've got to learn how to believe God. So you have two angels, two. You have your divine protection angel and you have your messenger angel go with you everywhere you go. Now, my angel is most busy when my wife's driving. <laughs> See, my wife is from Kentucky, and she loves chicken, and I'd, I'd get her more chicken, but she gets her head stuck in the bucket. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> Laughter doeth good like a medicine. Change the, the endorphins in your body. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Laughter opens your spirit up. Ever since I got back from heaven, I've had a sense of humor. <laughs> Jesus had a sense of humor. He was the best one-liner you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Gagging that and swallowing a camel. <laughs> That's funny. So I... Get out of the hospital and after several years of surgery back and forth and I'm going to school and, you know, graduating high school and I feel the call to preach. Well, I had to go from the Kentucky to find me a woman who didn't know me. <laughs> so I met my wife and 10 days we was married. I think she drugged me. <laughs> so she's a piano player, so I run off with her. I had the call to preach, and what bothered me is a lot of churches didn't want me. So I said, well, fool on you. I'll just buy me a gospel tent. See, I'm a cross between Clint Eastwood, Oral Roberts, and Varney Five. <laughs> so I bought me a big old tent, you know, and I, I first time put up was in Russellville, Kentucky. And Russellville, Kentucky is where Jesse James, y'all remember Jesse James the outlaw? That's where he robbed his first bank. I figured if he could get a start there, so could I. <laughs> now, you have to understand, I'm not normal in a normal sort of way. <laughs> and so I'm preaching under my tent there in Russellville. And one night, this lady came, and she had crippling arthritis. She couldn't wear no shoes. And two ladies brought her up to the front to be prayed for. Well, I heard the Lord say, when she gets up here, step on her feet with your boots. I said, not going to do it. 
the side curtains are up. People are driving by. Why are they going to think about a man stepping on that old woman's feet? And so, I act like I didn't hear God. He said, when she gets up here, step on her feet with your boots. I said, Lord, let's just heal her nice and normal. <laughs> she said, son, it's going to take a gift. It's going to take a gift of healing. General healing won't heal her. It's going to take a gift. I said, God, do you realize her son is sitting right over there? He's got arms this big around. <laughs> he hauls cattle with and without a truck. What's he going to think about that preacher stepping on his mama's feet? Now, y'all think I talk funny, don't you? No, no, no. I did a meeting one time with Miss America, Cheryl Foot Salem, 1980. This is probably 1982. We was in Davenport, Iowa. And her bus drove up at the Cobo Hall Arena, and we're going to do a meeting together. And when she gets out of the bus, you know what she said? She's from Mississippi. How y'all doing? She talks so slow, you want to help her talk. <laughs> so I don't talk funny. And so here, this granny, oh, I didn't want to step on her feet. Oh. But you ever notice that Jesus was that way? Jesus did some odd things. Huh? I don't believe he was normal. <laughs> he spit a loogie. <laughs> Fit a loogie and then took his finger and rubbed in the mud and then throwed it on a blind man. <laughs> Not bad enough, he can't see. Now he can't see for the mud. <laughs> he blind twice. And so she came up there. I turned my head sideways and I stepped on her feet. She let a whoa, whoa, whoa. She run around the tent saying, my God, I'm healed. My God, I'm healed. What she didn't know, I was more gladder than she was. <laughs> God's always had to me be a little bit peculiar. I'm in a full gospel businessman meeting in Jasper, Indiana. I have a word of knowledge. I said, there's a lady here that's got TMJ. Lo and behold, I'm in Catholic country. Here come a nun. She looked like a fin queen. She gets over. The Lord said, box your jaws. I said, Lord, this ain't my tent. We're not on our home turf. She got up there. I said, it's do or die. I just, bam. She stepped back and looked at me like, boy. And she well, praise the Lord, I'm healed. She was this close to becoming the flying nun. <laughs> and so I've learned, I've learned that the greater one indwells you and he'll never leave you, never forsake you. Faith demands you to believe when you don't understand. And what the devil meant for harm, God can turn it around. Now, don't get squirrely. Don't get squirrely. I had a woman stand up to testify one time, you know, bless her darling heart and empty head. Darling heart, empty head. She said, the Lord led me through nine divorces to teach me. 
I said, sister, sit down. You're not that important. <laughs> to mess up nine men's lives just to correct your mood swing. <laughs> and so in the process of time, I travel here and I travel there and I've been to Asia and I've been to Africa and Mexico and Jamaica and this little bitty country called Canada. <laughs> now something wrong with a country when your money is a loony or a toony. <laughs> but you gotta work with what you got. You gotta work with what you got. And so I learned at an early age when I can't figure things out to rely upon the greater one. When I don't know everything, and I don't know the future, he does. But let me give you a little, would you like to have a little glimpse of heaven? Anybody, anybody, anybody? The Bible says that in the ages to come, a descriptor of your life is a morning fog, a morning mist. A man that lives 100 years to God's time lives 2 hours and 45 minutes. So if you're over 55, you got about 20 minutes. You better get on the stick. <laughs> a day's a thousand years, a thousand years a day. So all your lifespan is two hours and 45 minutes. So you need to take advantage of what God's made available. He said in the ages, for you English teachers, that means lots of them. <laughs> Not just one age. This is the first thing you've ever done. It seemed like the longest thing you've ever done because it's the first thing you've ever done. But you created an eternal being. And so when my body had no life force in it, my parents called it back and went inside my body. You have more authority here than you think you do. Paul said, to die, to stay. If I go, it's best for me. If I stay, it's best for you. Okay, I'll stay. <laughs> Who called the shots there? He did. People don't understand. They think God is in control of everything. Hold it, hold it. If he is, he'd make you pay tithes. <laughs> and go to church and straighten up. No, he's not in control, but he is in charge. But you have a free will. You have a free will. And so in my tragedy, I decided not to yield to it. I'm not going to play the poor old me card. Huh? Everybody in here has something wrong with you. You got a zit on your nose. Huh? You got a belly that looks like a, a, a pot belly stove. As a rule, man's a fool. When it's hot, he want it cool. When it's cool, he want it hot. He always want what he ain't got. <laughs> and so for 42 years, I've been traveling around the world preaching, preaching, sharing about the gospel. I took advantage and made my tragedies stepping stones and call them opportunities. 
how you handle the storm. Christ said we can have peace in the middle of the storm. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't like this condition I'm in. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. The Bible. See, there's churches that pay me not the same. The Bible says your light affliction is just for a moment. Your light affliction is just for a moment. It may seem long to you. It may be burdensome to you, but it's just temporary. Temporary means subject to change. Years ago, how many of you ever heard of Ronald Cohen? Anybody ever heard of Ronald Cohen? Ronald Cohen? Ronald Cohen was born in Suffolk, Oklahoma. Teal Osborne, you ever heard of Teal Osborne? Teal Osborne's sister prayed for Ronald Cohen. Ronald Cohen was playing with a veil off of a bucket. And he stuck in his eye and let all the fluid out of his eye. And so they took him to the hospital in Tulsa and put in a plastic eye. And he came in the prayer line. And did you know when Teal Osborne's sister prayed for him, he could see out of that plastic eye. He could take it out and see with it or without it. So I said, I don't believe that. I don't really care. <laughs> so he's in Central Home, Oklahoma, doing a meeting. I go there. He asked someone to come up and tape up his good eye. So I go for and take up his good eye. I often thought if a sinner walked in and saw two preachers with taped up eyes, they're going to think, boy, these people are hard on their preachers. And he could read your driver's license out of an empty eye socket. See, his spirit could see without the aid of an eye. Your spirit is the real you. Now, my first final closing. Don't get excited. I got several. <laughs> Don't cheat yourself. Take full advantage of what God's made available. I stand in the office of a prophet. There's apostles. There's pastors. There's a five-fold ministry. Each ministry placed in them, they bring something to the table that others don't have. This don't take rocket science. But if you want to have someone to sing, get someone that can sing. I've heard people complain. I went to that church over there. They wouldn't let me sing. We've heard you. You can't sing. Sit down. <laughs> the person that can sing carries that gift and that grace. So it just makes sense. Get the person that has what you need to come. What's the prophet to the body? He's the eyes. Would your life change? If you couldn't see, your whole world would change. Yet there's Christians that go through life, never exposed to a prophet, and they're just bumping, bumping, bumping blindly through life. And so God's put in you a gift. Seeds of greatness is in every human being that's born again. The DNA of God. If you water that and water that, he'll bring the best out of you. Now, I'm not a great man of God. 
I'm just a man with a great God. But I can never have done what I have done without his strength. The book of Ephesians says, Be ye strengthened in your inner man by his spirit. What I liked about these type of meetings is I don't know your background, don't want to know. But I'm not ashamed to tell you I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I believe in, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues to lead you and guide you through life's trouble. And so don't cheat yourself by not being, taking advantage of the five-fold ministry, a local church, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Well, I heard that Holy Ghost is of the devil. Really? Or how come they, they don't do it down to penitentiary? <laughs> how come Las Vegas of gambling, you know, you know, gambling, go-go uh, uh, girls, and oh, you're speaking in tongues in the back room? Because <laughs> it's not of the devil. It's a gift of God to communicate with your father on an ongoing basis. Now, there'll be a time you won't need tongues. When we go to heaven, you won't need tongues. But while there's an enemy here trying to foil God's plan for your life, it'd be good for you to be able to pray supernaturally. Amen. I said amen. Can I can't tell you a couple of testimonies real quick? As I began to travel, I cut my teeth on, I mean, y'all seen a big gospel tent? Y'all know what a big gospel tent is? I've been under tent many times, and here come a bug. <clears throat> he was a stranger, and I took him in. <laughs> I've been shot at, threatened, almost arrested, and that was on a good day. <laughs> and so one time we're traveling back, you know, from, from Indiana back to Oklahoma, and, 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 and the finances wasn't real good, you know, and, 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 I, and I didn't have no gas in my car. The wife and two kids, you know, and I'm full in a travel trailer, and, you know, and I, I, I take my handkerchief out and put it over the gas gauge because it's, it's on E for evaporation. <laughs> I, I know there ain't no gas. I've been driving. There ain't no gas in there. No gas. And so I keep hearing down here, earth tray, earth tray. I said, Lord, I don't smoke. I keep hearing earth tray, earth tray. Finally, I pulled over and looked at the earth tray and found 55 cents. I rolled into a station in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, put in a whole gallon. It was 54.9. And the guy kind of made fun of me and said, you want a free drink of water with that? <laughs> then he realized that's all I had. I put in a gallon of gas. I'm driving a Buick 454 engine, pulling a travel trailer. It's 88 miles to Atoka. I drove all the way with one gallon of gas. Someone said, I don't believe that. I'm glad you wasn't there. We'd have had to walk. <laughs> In a serious note, did you ever notice that Jesus, now, now he was the best preacher ever was. Yeah, he was, he was the son of God. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't do his ministry because he was the son of God. 
Because in his hometown, he couldn't do no mighty works. If he's the son of God, you couldn't have stopped him. He didn't, as a man, baptize in the Holy Ghost. So if you learn to take care of that, that, that same privilege, then we can do some of the same things he did. And so when I got to Atoka, after 88 miles on a gallon of gas, went to the mailbox, there's $1,000 in the mail. I said, Lord, you're the slowest man I ever seen to be on time. <laughs> Let's go back to Eve for a moment. When she picked the fruit, why didn't God stop her? All of humanity is about to fall. All tragedy, all war, all death is about to happen in her act of treason. Why didn't he stop her? He didn't have the right. He gave man dominion. You have choices. He won't stop you. He won't stop you. I don't want a wife that I have to lock in the basement when I'm gone so she won't cheat on me. Amen. God wants you to serve him because you want to, not because you have to. Tragedy. In the midst of tragedy, you can still say no. Be smart enough to say yes. Choose the higher way. Always take the high road. Amen. Tragedy and problems, inevitable. There's no such thing as life without storms. But you can have peace in the middle of the storm. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here tonight, I tell people this. You can go to heaven sick. You can get out of heaven broke. But you can't go to heaven lost. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, do yourself a favor and ask him to come in your heart. What harm would it do? What harm would it do? You don't have a chance to go to heaven without Jesus. He's the door. He's the way. He's the truth. So if you're here tonight and you're not born again, but you'd like to make that choice, it's your choice. Would you slip off your hand anywhere in the building if you'd like to make Jesus the Lord of your life? Quickly, quickly, anybody, anybody. All right, look at me, please. How many believe I told the truth? I have no reason to lie. Would you raise your right hand? Everybody, everybody. Sometimes people are intimidated. Why don't you say this out loud so your own ears can hear it? Oh, God in heaven. I'm here tonight. I need your help. I need your guidance. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me. And God, you raised Jesus from the dead for me. Wash me in his blood. Cleanse me, Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you now. I am forgiven. I am saved. Jesus is my Lord, and heaven shall be my home. Amen and amen. Look at him about somebody and say, Jesus is my Lord. Now tell someone else, Jesus is my Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, is there anybody here 
that, that maybe you're from a traditional church and, and, and you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, well, they were just speaking in tongues, but you'd like to receive your prayer language. Could I get a, uh, any, anybody on that invitation? I'd like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can leave here, sound like a chainsaw convention. <laughs> anybody quickly need to, I'm scared of that Holy Ghost. He can comfort you like no man can comfort you. Anybody here need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Anybody? I'll give you $10,000 to come get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Monopoly money. <laughs> Does anybody need prayer? Laying hands on the sick, they shall recover. Brother Randy Travis, would you come please? Our brother needs prayer right here. Father, Every believer, stretch your hand toward our brother. Can I have you? Father, in the name above every name, at that name every knee shall bow. I commend the healing power of God to flow in this man's body, drive out every lying symptom. By the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom I believe and whom I serve, I pronounce this man healed and well. By the stripes, by the blood, and by the name, the name. Now, every lying symptom, every lying vanity, leave his body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Devil, stop it. Stop it now. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, everybody. This is, a, this is a word of knowledge. I won't, I won't keep you long. But someone has a torn rotary cuff. You can't, if you come, God, God will manifest your healing. You, praise God, I got me a victim. I mean, a participant. Oh, she can't tell Thank you. Now, y'all watch it. Y'all watch it. Y'all want to see the power of God? Oh, God. <laughs> Father in the name. There it is. There it is. Now, move it. Move it. Move it. Doesn't hurt. You live around here? Yeah. You get my bill about 10, 10 days or a week, 10 days, two weeks. Oh, you get my right? bill about 10 days or oh, two weeks. Yeah. Work with okay. me, Susan. Yes. <laughs> Give her a hand clap, everybody. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Sissy, I don't want to embarrass you. Would you, would you come here, please? Yes. You kind of got the hoodie on, the little hoodie doodie. You've got a growth in your throat. God wants to cause that to disappear. Father, in the name, I curse it. Come in to die and dissipate in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's about the size of a half a dollar. It's going to shrink, swivel up. And within just a few days, you'll wake up and it'll all be gone. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Two weeks ago, I was in Carterville, Missouri. A lady was going to go to the doctor and have her legs cut off. She was getting no blood circulation to her legs. We went there and held a revival. I told her to go back to the doctor, have him make him take new x-rays. He took x-rays. He said, we don't need new x-rays. She said, I'll pay for them, take new x-rays. She had perfect blood flow. They don't have to take her legs off. <laughs> Praise God, God's good. Anybody else need prayer for anything before we change the order of service? We're going to, change, we're going to let you. Anybody else need, service? need prayer? So I don't believe in that. Well, don't come. This is for believers. Well, I believe the Lord put it on me. Well, then I can't take it off. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for her before we, 
Stand, let me come to you. Father, her, she, I speak to her nerves, every limb, in the name of Jesus. Come in the healing power to flow into her body. Drive out every lying symptom. Father God, I ask you to fix it. Fix it now. Fix it now. Fix it now. In Jesus' name. Oh, you, you can tell that power is flowing in you, can't you? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, t- you, you tell that power, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give her a hand clap, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something I've learned. I was in Dunn, Missouri. Y- y'all don't understand about Dunn, Missouri. I have a tent in Dunn, Missouri. I noticed everybody looking at my boots. What I didn't understand was there's a big old snake crawled under my tent. Big old snake. Well, I told somebody, you know, we don't, we're not snake handlers. That's that other group. <laughs> so I said, you know, just jokingly, well, somebody can, you know, I said, take up service, cast him out. A guy gets up, walks up and grabs that snake. And that snake turns and looks at him like, boy, don't you know I can bite you? And throws him out. In that service that night, the pastor was a lady and her husband was blind. We prayed for him and saw nothing happen. Nothing. I didn't feel nothing. He got up 2 o'clock in the morning to give him a drink of water. His eyes popped open. Just because you don't see a change instantly, God don't always pay off in 24 hours. He don't pay off by Friday, but God is faithful. Amen. Do you believe in him? Give him a hand clap. Pastor, I'm done. Over to God. Give this man a hand clap for having the wisdom to have me come preach. Well, thanks, Dale. That was really good. Praise the Lord. Uh, 